Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 30. You have found us on a really cool day. Today is the final day of our first John series. I hope you've enjoyed this book as we've gone through it over the last couple of weeks. I have enjoyed just looking at a summary of the book and just taking a couple of nuggets out and giving a little encouragement each day as we've looked at 1 John, this letter to this group of believers that are the third generation believers. John is a very old man at this point, very wise, and he does not beat around the bush. He gets right to the point. He is very clear in his speech and in his words. And so he wraps up his letter with these last few pen strokes as he is continuing to drive home the point that Jesus is the most important thing. Do not get this wrong. You can get a thousand things in this world wrong and it's okay. Just don't miss Jesus. As he says in verse number 13 of 1 John chapter 5, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. He's saying this. There is a guarantee here. Do not forget it. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. And he says, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. We have a God that loves us, that's powerful enough to rescue us out of the clutch of Satan, out of the grip of this world, and yet he is still able to listen to us and pay attention to us. He doesn't just love us, he likes us. I heard that from a pastor one time a long time ago, and it just it warmed my heart. I thought, man, I know that God loves me, but he likes me? That's an awesome thought. Think about that for just a second. He likes to be around you. He wants to hear from you. That's what he wants. It says if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know we will have the requests that we have asked of him. Now, this doesn't mean that I can ask God for anything and he gives it to me. It means if I ask anything under his will, this is the hardest truth to have to learn. Just because I want it doesn't mean it's God's will for me, doesn't mean it's what's best for me. I prayed a long time for something to happen, and God didn't allow what I prayed to happen. Now, ultimately, it's for my good. I have also heard it said, if you knew everything God knew, you would put yourself in the exact same situation. That's a tough one. That one's hard for me to think about because I don't agree with the way God does things. Now, the beauty is he's way smarter than me, and he doesn't ever ask my opinion on things. He doesn't say, hey, how should I do this, Anthony? And we should all just take a moment and be thankful right there that he doesn't ask us what we think about how he should lead. He knows best. The next couple of verses talks about the sins of the world and that the world is going to continually pull you away from God. That's what the world does and the world has a ruler in it. The evil one is in the world, and he is against you. He hates you. He does not like you. Verse number 20 and 21, the the letter ends like this, and we know that the Son of God has come and given us understanding, so that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. That is a wonderful way to end a letter. It should end right there, in my opinion. Yet he says one more thing to the followers of Jesus that are young in their faith. And he says this in verse 21. This is the last line of his letter. This is how you know John's a a wise, older man, matured in his faith, and he is wanting one last word of warning. Here it is. Little children, keep yourselves 
from idols. Now, John is probably in the city of Ephesus at this time when he's writing this letter, and Ephesus is known to have a lot of image-bearing gods, so it's a lot of statues, a lot of big cathedrals and temples made of these gods of all of these different places and things in the world, and John sees that on a daily basis, and it breaks his heart because he knows that you just don't build an idol. Just don't build an idol. Go back and look through the book of Judges and the Old Testament and see anytime there were idols that were worshipped, God did not have it. He was not going to allow that. Nothing is going to steal glory away from God. Even in the book of Isaiah, the Bible says that God does not share his glory. He gets all the glory or none of it. He is not going to share his glory with something else. Don't put an image to God. Just don't do it. He's bigger than the image. The reason is not because God wants to take something away from you, because he he says, don't limit me. I'm bigger than that. Don't just put my image as this thing or this piece or this statue. I'm so much bigger than that. Don't shrink me down. When you shrink me down, you shrink down your understanding of me. And when you shrink down your understanding of me, you don't live to the fullest of your ability and potential that I've called you to. Today, don't fall into the trap of making an image and worshiping it. Just don't. Now, that idol doesn't have to just be some image, right? It doesn't have to just be a graven image. It could be anything that stands in between us and God. Whatever it is that keeps us from God's dream for us, from what God's plan is for us, just get it out of your lives. That's how John encourages these believers in this letter as he wraps it up. Have confidence and know that this God has brought you into eternal life. And so whatever you do, there's a lot of problems in the world. There's a lot of sins in the world. There's a lot of false teachings in the world. There's a lot of things that are going to try to take your attention away. And John reminds us through the Holy Spirit, through the inspiration and the beauty of God's grace, he says, Whatever you do, know that God sent his son for us to give us life, to save us from ourselves, and then he sent the Holy Spirit of God to live in us, to abide in us, so that we can get the fullness of God. So whatever you do, keep yourself from idols. I love it. I love how John ends that book. It is a beautiful letter. I hope and pray you're encouraged today to don't shrink God down in your mind. See him for all he is. Know that God is big and God is powerful. He has given you life eternal that's far greater than this obstacle-filled life directly in front of you today. I hope you're encouraged. Go live for Jesus today. Put a smile on your face and tell somebody about the Jesus that can bring eternal life.